0: My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as you can tell by the Gospel, and of course the letter from the our new Administrator, uh, we are going into the Lenten season. I'll talk a little bit about that to you, and I'll talk about the letter a little bit. Uh, the Holy Father, He needs our prayer. He's having a very difficult time. Uh, finding bishops. Seems like that four out of ten men uh, refused to become bishops and so it uh, was difficult for him and they have to be every so careful these days because of all the lawsuits and the disaffection of the scandals in the church have caused to Catholics, and to our Christian neighbors. Uh, Thank God, in our uh, metropolia, we have not had any of those things happen. Now, Bishop Kurt, uh, I actually trained him with me in my parish. He's an excellent man. He has a doctorate in mathematics, a doctorate in uh, scripture, and a doctorate in canon law. Besides that, he speaks I don't know how many languages. And of course, recently our bishops met the week before Thanksgiving in Rome with the Pope. We don't know what went on at that meeting. They were not likely to know. But one of the things that came out of that meeting is that uh, Bishop Ossiman, the Roman Catholic bishop, was which was our uh, administrator for quite a while, uh, was uh, let go. He's a retired bishop anyway, so they let him go because he's in retirement now. And, uh, and they gave us Bishop Kurt. Bishop Kurt now is in charge of the Byzantine Catholic Ruthenian Eparchy of Canada, of Passaic, which is his home. He's the bishop there. Of Parma, the Bishop of Parma, Milan, returned to Slovakia. We don't know why. And of course, our he's in charge of about three quarters of the. North America. It's impossible. So he asks especially for our prayers and to share his dilemma with himself and the Holy Father. That people, are priests, are refusing to be bishops. Four out of ten are refusing. It's difficult because of the treatment of priests in general, And, of course, of the scandals. And many of those scandals, I don't think, were really actually true. But the newspapers have uh, a job on our church. All our Catholic churches. So we have to pray for that. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Pius X, I believe, said, there's always going to be scandal. Everybody's a sinner. And I want to talk about that today. So it says in the uh, gospel today the publican, he kept all the rules perfectly. But the sinner, said God, the Pharisee said, excuse me, the Pharisee kept all the rules. But the publican, he was considered a sinner because he was a publican anyway because that was a sector of Judaism that was not considered worthy by the Orthodox Jews. But he went to the temple to pray, and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we all know we're sinners. We are not too happy that that has to be published, but we are born in sin and we're baptized and giving the life of God within us and then we become a full human being. Without that baptism you're not really a human being because the life of God is not in you. And one says we're part of the covenant of God are also chrismated, which is very important. And above all things, those two sacraments are a preparation to receive the Holy Eucharist, which is the greatest gift God has ever given to the world, his only divine son, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. I guess nobody could go to communion if we had to be sinless, And so he's also given us the sacrament of confession to better prepare ourselves for receiving him. We spend a lot of time in our spiritual life and in our life talking to God about what we want. But we really should spend much more time about talking to God about what he wants. And of course we know that Jesus Christ is merciful. And he said in his own words, He come into the world to save sinners. That's you and me, the sinners. But he respect he wants respect. He wants us to attempt to keep a moral life as taught to us in the Old and New Testament, and by the fathers, and to struggle towards perfection. That means, what's a perfect person? One who can enter into heaven. And even then, by ourselves, it's difficult to do that. Now, we are entering Great Lent. Catholics, you know, they're really not good about Lent. And maybe the monks here are better, a little bit better. But they're always looking for an opportunity not to fast. Jesus said in the Gospel, he's talking about a particular sin, which we're not going into uh, this pipe can be driven out by only prayer and fasting. But what is being driven out is the devils and their influence on us. I was very disappointed. I always was a follower of Father Maloney. He's gone to his heavenly reward. And he said in his last book, one of his last books, I read all his books. I loved him very, very dearly. He says, well, maybe all these temptations and things are figments of our imagination. That is not true. The scripture says the devil goes around seeking who he can, tramping around the world I like to say, seeking who he can devour. That means who he can take down to the underworld. In hell, because he wants company and he wants to defeat the work of Christ. Because of the mercy of Christ, I can't say how many people are not in hell or are in hell. All I can say is mercy. So I just read a little book, I'll finish it up now, about uh, the Holy Mountain, which is an orthodox place. And in this book it says, if there's any place on earth that is holy, uh, it's got to be the holy mountain. I think there's a lot of places that are holy. That's where people are gathered together and live as best as they can a sinless life. What is so hard about living a sinless life is our ego our egotistical self. Instead of having a truly humble life, we have the great um, delusions about who and what we are. I want to tell you something. You will lose all those delusions as you grow older, especially if you're prayerful. Nobody is perfect of Jesus Christ, but he wants to share that perfection with you. How can he share that perfection with you if you do not pursue it yourself? It's your job, take up your cross and come follow me. What is your cross? Yourself. The obstacles you put in your own way to achieve perfection, making you lovable by Christ, who wants to join him, us in the heavenly glory. It's been a very difficult uh, few, couple of months there. I've had two funerals. I was here 10 years. I didn't have any funerals. Only a few people come here. Some, one person left it in his will that he wanted me to bury him. Of course, I could not refuse that. It's a hard job having a funeral. Um, Rhonda, who we loved dearly, we lost her. Very sick. So look at yourself. Look at the people around you. You're all sick in some way. Physically or spiritually. It's worse to be spiritually sick than physically sick because we know we're all going to die anyway. We hope not too soon or we can put it off but what we should really be putting off is sin. The bishop, our bishop Kurt, who is the ruling bishop for now, until the Holy See finds somebody who's willing to take us on, uh, he's a humble person. And he said to us especially, be patient. Be patient with the Holy See. Be patient with the priest. Be patient with the church. You don't improve the church by deserting it, you improve the church by becoming a more perfect lover of Christ. So, in this little book, it talked about. How do we love Christ? I can never say how I love Christ. I desire, I love everything about the church, the beauty of the liturgy, the beauty of the art, the music, the beauty of the people. I love those things, but to love Christ is a gift in itself. I just say to Christ, I hope I love you as I ought because. You're way up there, and I'm down here. And I've done wrong in my life. Maybe I'm not even a talented sinner. Isn't that something? I hope none of you are too talented with that. But struggle by prayer and fasting to drive away the temptation, especially of the evil one. So now is the time of the struggle again, a season of struggling, a season of beginning getting Great Lent. And I'm always disappointed when the bishops come out and say, well, you can do this little thing or that little thing. but And I'm very disappointed when our, our sister church did away with the uh, Friday fast and for meat and things like that and said, well, you can find some other thing to do as a, a uh, penance. and You don't have necessarily uh, not eat meat or such like that. Well, dear, 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 dear brothers and sisters, let's follow the tradition of the church. And right now, make up our minds how we're going to keep Great Lent. Now, you can keep Great Lent for yourself, but you can also do those penances for your brothers and sisters, especially those who have lost their way from the Holy Church, they need to be brought back. But they've been told by our system world we live in that, you know, everything you ask for you should get. That's not true. Anything you get is a blessing from God. Work hard. Paul told us what? The end of Romans to to work. Our greatest works are our spiritual works. You have to sanctify your neighbor if you love him, and therefore you have a greater work than you can possibly imagine. The people have given their whole lives for the sanctifying of their neighbor. Can we do enough? Never. Seems like to me. The world is getting worse. Too permissive, not respectable, the narrow to embrace, killing children, blowing up whole countries, looking toward to a third world war so they can make more money. It's a bad place, but it's a beautiful place. Around here where we live in the monastery, it's beautiful. What a beautiful setting to pray in. Now, you all have that beauty around you no matter where you are. I know it's a little cold now. It'll warm up. There'll be a beautiful spring. But we want springtime in your heart. So, like the St. Paul, St. Paul said he was a sinner. St. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. St. Paul is our model and Ascetical living, especially ascetical living of John the Baptist, in all these things, same as church says. Well, there should be moderation. There's no danger of people overdoing it. They do the minimum. That's not going to help the world or bring tears away from Christ's eyes. Jesus Christ. Cain is high priest, sacrifice, and teacher. Take him seriously so that we can, in our best we can, reestablish his dominance in the world. Pray for our priests. Pray for our bishops, which we can't even find, and pray for our monks. There's not enough monks. If there's more prayer, there'll be more peace. Okay. Prayer and fasting is the golden key to the heavenly kingdom. Prayer and fasting is the way God can conquer the world. Prayer and fasting is the glory of your future. Prayer and fasting... Is called upon in extreme measure during this holy season of Lent which is upon us. Help our neighbor. Help our priest. Help our church grow so all people can come to the Eucharistic table and receive the glorified Lord, the risen Lord, by your prayer, your self-denial, and your love in the family. Teach your children how to pray and fast. They may not be able to do what an adult can do, but in their little way. I don't like this business. will give this or sort of thing up with that thing. It's not in the Bible. It's just praying fast. That's what's in the Bible. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.